السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين When Allah Almighty tells us that He has created us in order for us to worship Him and that He shall test every one of us sometimes people feel well it's so boring to be on earth only to be tested not realizing that being on this earth is not the aim the aim is what comes after this this is only a pass time or should i say a passing place dunya darul mamar wal akhiratu darul maqar the world and this life is a passing place. The hereafter is the everlasting place. So take from your passing place only that which will benefit you in your final, ultimate, eternal place, which is the hereafter. Now, how can I prove that Allah Almighty created me to test me? It's quite simple. None of us has the full package, not one. No one has the full package. No matter who you are, no matter what you have, it's not the full package. You will definitely have some things and you will not have some things. You might have some things that facilitate for you an easy life in certain aspects on earth, but some things others will have that do not have what you have. It's amazing. That's Allah. So you have a person really wealthy, but sometimes maybe they have family problems. And you have someone who's not so wealthy, but they have the best family relationships. And then you have someone really good looking, but they just can't find the spouse. And then you have someone who the world considers mediocre. And why I say the world considers me mediocre is because the world can say, this is pretty, this is not so pretty. And that keeps changing over time. You know, long back it was a little bit different. Now it's becoming a little bit different. But Allah's created everyone pretty and handsome and good looking in their own right. So to say the world considers someone good looking, yet they may have an issue and a problem in some other aspect of their lives. When people look at you, they might think, I don't think this person has a single problem. Agreed? But you know that I have so many problems, so many issues. I struggle with my children sometimes. I struggle with my parents, my in-laws, my health, my work, my whatever it might be. It is never that you can have the full package because perfection is for Jannah. It's for paradise. If Allah, if Allah had created perfection for this earth and this worldly life, there would be no purpose in creating paradise. But he wants us to go through challenges. I want to tell you something. How many of us think that I've got so many problems, I just wish I didn't have these problems? Well, it's good. You make dua to Allah, you call out to Allah, you cry to Him, you get closer to Him because you have problems. At times, if you didn't have those problems, you wouldn't get closer to Him. But what you don't realize, and this is a very deep point, Sometimes as a result of doors that Allah closed for you, He's opened for you what He actually gave you beyond other people. So say for example, you're a very wealthy person 
One example, just an example. You're a very wealthy person. Perhaps that wealth has come to you because it's part of your package where Allah did not give you certain things and you asked Allah and you cried to Allah and you got close to Allah and you were patient for certain things. And because of that patience, Allah opened other doors. Allah says indeed in Surah Al-Sharh, indeed with hardship comes ease, not necessarily the same ease, not necessarily connected to that hardship. It could be a different ease. One hardship in your life could have opened a door somewhere behind that you didn't realize was connected to this hardship. So thank Allah. If you can manage what Allah's put in your direction while asking Allah to alleviate it and working towards its alleviation, keep thanking him because it's only if you thank him that you're going to get more. Many of us don't realize Allah put a problem in your life that you can manage and there's nobody on earth who doesn't have a problem. So if he takes that one away, he has to give you another one because you have to have something at least that you're tested by throughout your life from the beginning to the end. It's either big or small. If you can manage something and you're coping with something, remember to thank Allah for it because it could have been bigger than what it is. It could have been worse. Aren't we as believers taught that whenever something goes wrong in your life, you should say it could have been worse and thank Allah. You went through some challenge, you lost a job, you lost a limb, your health, perhaps you struggled with your health. You tell Allah, oh Allah, I thank you. It could have been worse. It's not easy to thank Allah when you're in hardship, but that is one of the ways to remedy the heart. Healing the hearts is a very important topic. It's not the first time we have this theme, but definitely every time we talk about it, it heals the heart even more because you know what? Repetition helps you. Allah Almighty tells us repeat because indeed the reminding, the continual reminding will help those who believe. Remind for indeed the reminding helps those who believe. We repeat things. We continue helping each other. We continue talking about certain things in order for us to realize. When a person says it once, sometimes we might not pick it up. They say it again. We may not pick it up. We pick up a little bit. When they say it a third time, it sinks in finally. So I want to tell you your package. You need to understand it. You need to thank Allah. I am coping. Allah does not allow any soul to be burdened with more than it can shoulder. Allah will never test you with something beyond your capacity. But he tells you, if you bear patience, if you bear patience regarding what I have chosen for you, then for you is paradise. Because patience is an act of worship that is so high and so great. It is designed by Allah in order to bring you closer to him, in order to soften your heart, in order to heal your heart as well, in a way that the ultimate reward is you sailing through in the hereafter to paradise. Allah recompenses those who bore patience with a reward 
that is unlimited. So when you're going through problems, just thank Allah. Oh Allah, I thank you. It's tough. Help me through it. I'm not saying don't ask Allah to help you. And I'm not saying don't do anything about it. But I am telling you to thank Allah and to bear what is called a beautiful patience. Beautiful patience should not make you ugly because you are struggling. You know, I want to give you an example of my beloved mother. She used to have an issue with her arthritis on her knees. And Alhamdulillah, she's had a double up and mashallah, it's helped and she's walking and she's quite healthy. Alhamdulillah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant her good health. She's in her late 80s, okay? And before she had the op, every time she was upset and she was a little bit snappy, she was, she's a very, very beautiful person, amazing in her characteristics. But whenever she was a little bit snappy, it took me a while to realize that she's in pain. She's in pain. So because she's in pain, she's irritant. Any small thing, she just gets upset with it. She can snap at you because she's in pain. And the same happens to all of us. When your mind is occupied with something, you get irritated with your loved ones because you're occupied with something. Imagine dad or mom is busy on the phone and the child keeps coming and it's something very important. If it's not important, put your phone aside and deal with the child. But something very important, what do you do? You normally get irritated. The child can come, you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you'll smile first. You say, okay, okay, step aside. Hey, step aside. And then it becomes, move. And then you tell someone, hey, Mariam, please come and get this. Come on, I'm busy, right? Because you are busy. Your mind is occupied with something. Your mind is occupied. When it's occupied, man becomes irritant. Allah Almighty knows that when you are in pain, when you are going through any form of pain, be it physical, be it emotional, whatever pain it might be, mental pain, if I can call it, it's not easy to be beautiful at that time. Beautiful in the way you speak. Beautiful in the way you come across. It's not easy to smile when you're in pain. Something is wrong with me. My, I've got a stomach ache. I've got a headache. I've got something happening. And you expect me to be so sweet. And you expect me to be patient. Allah says, Fasbir sabran jamila. He describes the patience that he wants us to, to endure or to do. He describes it as Beautiful patience. You need to be understanding. Listen, I'm going to get a big reward to try and be the best person I can, even during my hardship and pain. You know what it will do for you? It will help you heal your heart and you will not break the hearts of others. While speaking about healing the heart, many of us break the hearts of others and we expect our hearts to heal. If you want your heart to heal primarily, make sure you haven't broken hearts. Make sure you don't go and abuse people. This morning we spoke to the torchbearers here. Our children who were here in their numbers from so many schools across the whole of Dubai. And one of the things we were saying is to develop your character. The way you speak, many people don't think before they talk. Yet the brain is the differentiating factor between us and animals. You listen to an animal, what happens? It makes a sound that you don't understand and sometimes it becomes irritating. But if you listen to a human, the person's qualities are very clear from the way they speak. When they speak to you, you can tell this person, mashallah, tabarakallah, do you know what? They really think before they speak. They word it so nicely. Allah's blessed them in a beautiful way. 
That's how I should be. That's how you should be. That's how we should all be. And charity begins at home. You start in your own house. When you're at home, learn to speak to your family members in the most beautiful way. What does it cost you? What does it cost you? You want your heart to heal? Learn to heal the hearts of others and learn not to break them in the first place. And you know what? Allah will protect your heart from ever being broken. Allahu Akbar. Similarly, if you want paradise, one of the things that comes to hinder your entry into paradise is when you've done something against others, the reward of your acts of worship that were piling up actually goes to someone else altogether. What was the point? You do your salah, you do your Quran, you do your zakah, you are very charitable, mashallah, you fast in Ramadan, you fast the Mondays and Thursdays, and you fast the mid of the month, ayyam al-bidh, the 13th, 14th, and 15th of the lunar month, and so on, all that fasting, but you're abusing, you're hurting, you're really making people cry because you live with them and you're not considerate of them. In that particular case, you're hindering you're hindering your access to Jannatul Firdaus for nothing, for nothing. Imagine for no reason, I'm hindering my path to Jannah. The path to Jannah is filled with sacrifice and is filled with patience. You need a lot of patience. And this is why Allah Almighty expects us to do as much good as we can so that we can get into this paradise. Like I said, when I started your package, that's the word. Remember, it's your package. Part of your package is your marriage might be delayed. If your marriage is delayed, it's not the end of the world. You're not the first person. Don't give up. Some people say, well, you know what? I'm already 30 giving 30. Some people haven't even thought of marriage at that age. I agree. Some marry very early, maybe 20 and so on. There's no specific time frame in Islam to say you must be married by this time here. But there is, there is an Islamic teaching that says you must try because in the trial, there is a reward, whether it's going to happen or not. And when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen and with who it's going to happen, there is that is in the hands of Allah. Did you try? Yes, I did. Allah will reward you. You know, people say I tried. It didn't work. And I got married very late, very late. I found a guy or I found someone and I did my istikhara. Istikhara is when you're asking the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a specific way. And it was all looking so positive. Why did Allah make it so positive when I was going to end up in a divorce? Because now I'm divorced and I feel I shouldn't ever have gotten married. And I sit and I said, you know what? The fact that you went through it for the sake of Allah was already rewarding. That could be your deed that tips your scale on the day of judgment that would result in your ultimate entry into paradise because you went through something and you struggled quite a bit, but you were still thankful to Allah. Your struggles brought you closer to Allah and not drive you further away. That's your paradise. So Allah Almighty is telling you that you need to try. In that trial, there is a reward. You're trying to fulfill something. And then if it happened and it didn't work, in the divorce, there is a reward. Some people make their spouses struggle and they know the marriage is over, but they want to fix their spouse. Wallahi, the Almighty will fix you. The Almighty will fix you. Allah says, In any marriage, we need to understand this beautiful teaching of Allah. 
where he says, you either hold someone in goodness, in that which is common, or you release them with goodness. But you don't have to hurt someone. You got along, well done, mashallah. I'm so happy for you guys. You got a beautiful home. It's like they say, it's a house on fire. You know, I don't understand why they use that term. When you really get along, they say like a house on fire. I wonder why. Have you ever thought of it? Does it make sense? That house on fire. House on fire is supposed to be something, you know, negative. But sadly, in the English language, house on fire means, mashallah, they get along. So you get along, we're so happy. When you don't get along, Allah is warning you to say he's watching what exactly you're doing. If you know it's the end of the road, you better part ways in a beautiful way with goodness. Listen, we're not getting along and we've got to go our own ways. And if the divorce happens, then you will end up divorcing in a respectable manner. If you have kids, there will remain some form of connection between you forever. Because you have children. You are the mother or you are the father of the same children. There will be contact communication indirectly in most cases and in some cases maybe direct don't abuse that i've known of a lot of men sometimes where if they for some reason in some circumstances have direct contact with their ex they make life a misery for that person wait wait allah will come for you allah will come for you if you are messing with a helpless person <laughs> you're not going to be able to get away with it for too long allah will come and when Allah comes, he comes in ways you may never understand initially. Later on, when someone reminds you, you say, why am I struggling? Why did this go wrong? Why did I make a loss? I usually ask, have you harmed someone? Have you hurt someone? You know what? You're hindering not just your Jannah, but even your worldly life. That's what it is. So make sure that you understand Allah Almighty is great. Allah has chosen for you a package. Live within that package. It's called destiny. Your destiny is written. If it's meant that you were going through a divorce, so be it. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I thank Allah. I'm still okay. I'm fine. I can survive. There are others who are going through worse. And sometimes those who are going through worse are thanking Allah. When I travel and I visit really poor countries and I see people under a tree sleeping with a little blanket that's half torn and they look at you salamu alaikum and the way they smile i think to myself wallahi there are people living in palaces that don't have that smile that's allah they are happy with that package they have adjusted their lives based on what they have with us we cannot adjust our lives i've lost a job for example well i'm going to need to downgrade if i can't find a job I don't become depressed. I keep looking for a job. I don't give up. I look for it again and again and again. And like we've always said, it will come. Your sustenance is written. You need to know that a soul will never die until and unless it has received in full every bit of sustenance that was written for it. You won't die until the million comes to you. The problem is people say, I want it now. <laughs> May Allah grant us the millions and the billions, mashallah. But with goodness, not, not as a punishment. Sometimes when Allah gives us, He gives us because we are far away from Him. And that's it. But sometimes He gives us as a means of us getting closer to Him. That's Allah. It's part of your package. Do not let the blessings Allah has given you drive you away from Him. And do not let 
the challenges that Allah has placed in your life drive you away from him. Don't ever let either one of them drive you away. If anything, you should be coming closer to Allah. The more you have, the more you can perhaps be charitable, yes, or make a quick trip to Umrah. Is it not become easy? It's very easy, a quick trip. We couldn't do that before. Now, once in a while, you can say, you know what, weekend, what are we doing? Now there's a good answer. You can say, well, I'm just popping in. It's fine to say that. Popping into Mecca, inshallah. I want to do an Umrah. Thank Allah. Make dua, seek forgiveness, and I'll come back. And how long did you take? 24 hours, 48 hours, 72 hours. It can happen. Those are good deeds. You're using your wealth in the right way. Mashallah. But sometimes I'm not saying that's the only way. It's an example. Sometimes you could do so many other things. But if you use your wealth, when you get it to do something illegitimate, unacceptable, haram, displeasing to Allah, who is losing their Jannah? Who is losing their paradise? As it is, we would have lost this worldly life because we lack contentment in it. When you lack contentment, you end up looking for contentment in a place where it is not found. It's not found. In fact, when you end up sinning, you end up even less content. If even if there was a bit of it, it goes. So remember, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant you goodness. Ask Allah, keep asking Allah to guide you. Like I've said always, the most repeated dua and supplication ever is المستقيم, guide us to the straight path. That's the most repeated supplication ever. The Muslims repeat it billions of times on a daily basis. Why is it the most important and most repeated? Because that is the core of everything. When Allah's guided you, ask Him for guidance. It's not enough to just think it's going to pop across and it's suddenly going to appear. No, ask Allah and look for it and search for guidance and make an effort to tread that path. Today on earth, we see a lot of discontentment. We see a lot of struggles. We see so many broken hearts. Do you know a lot of the time it's a result of sinful behavior? A lot of the times it's a result of having lost focus upon Jannah. A lot of the times it's a result of having disconnected from Allah. Had you been connected to Allah or attempted to connect or at least focused on that connection, perhaps it would have been less or it wouldn't have been there. You know, sometimes people develop an illicit relationship, even if the person seriously wants to marry you. I know a lot of people who really lie that I want to marry you and they don't want to. But because they show this interest that, you know, I really, I want to marry you, inshallah, so I just want to get to know you. No, no, no. Don't drop your guard. Do not drop your guard. It is the path of losing contentment because you're losing Allah. If this person is really serious, they will be honest with you. They will tell you the facts or they will be man enough to come over and do the right thing. But for them to just develop, what happens? Your heart is gone. Heart. We're talking about healing hearts. You're actually just letting go of it. To where? Into the ocean. Into the ocean that has waves that are going to swallow this heart. You just released it. And what's happening? You, you're excited. It, it sounds nice. It feels nice. It's shaitan making it feel nice. But it's in the disobedience of Allah. So what will happen? A day will come when suddenly the relationship is over. 
and how did it end? It ended in a way that I'm heartbroken. I feel like I don't want to live anymore. I feel like, what's this life all about? Hang on. If I can say, one idiot let you down and you want to commit suicide, come on. You're becoming a bigger idiot. May Allah Almighty forgive us. You don't need that. One person let you down because you allowed them to let you down at times. They lied and you couldn't read between the lines. So don't give your heart away to someone. Give it to Allah. Hold it. Make sure you know when to proceed and make sure you know when to hold back. If there is no proper marriage, I don't donate my heart. No chance. I don't donate it because it comes without the blessing of Allah in that case. When there is the blessing of Allah, I can let go of it. I always tell my own family members that, you know, anything you found on this earth, you're going to have to leave it. So don't get too attached to it. Did you hear that? Anything you found on this earth, no matter whether it's people, whether it's material items, whatever it was, anything you found on this earth, you are going to have to part ways at some point. So do not get too attached. The natural attachment to your children and your parents, and that's a natural attachment, but it shouldn't be so much to the degree that you can't let go. Subhanallah, imagine, I know of cases where the child gets married and the mother or the father still interferes in the life and controls every aspect of the life of the child. You're gonna have to let go a little bit, come on. You have to let go a little bit more and you might have to let go almost fully. They're independent, they're old, they're married, they cannot have you continue to dominate and control the entire life is going to mess up the whole relationship. But no, we want that connection as though without us, they're not going to be able to do anything. No chance. Without you, they might do a better job actually. May Allah Almighty forgive us. That attachment is not so healthy. To a degree, yes. But beyond that, beyond the point, no, no, no. You may have to leave it and quit it. Now my brothers and sisters, that family I'm speaking about, the family unit. Do you know on the globe today, because of social media, many people are withdrawing from relations that are the healthiest within their own families. Your parents are extremely important. Your in-laws are very important people. I always say, if you want to be kind, Allah says you get a reward. Who is he talking about? He's talking about random people. Listen to this, listen to this. When you're kind to a dog, is there not a hadith that says you can get paradise? When you've quenched the thirst of a thirsty dog, is there not a hadith that encourages us through a certain story that tells us you could get paradise for that? When you're kind to a cat, there is another narration that also gives you good news that perhaps you might just get paradise because of such a good deed. An example is given of someone who did it and got goodness. Those are animals. Imagine if that was a human. Let's go to the human beings. I'm on the street and I'm, I, I'm taught to smile. So I look at my brother and I say, Salaamu Alaikum, give him a smile. What did I do? Charity. Who's this guy? Wallahi, I don't know. Allah, I have no idea. But why did you smile? Because Allah loves this deed and he taught me the deed. But you don't know this person. Yes, it's a random person. If I were to give money to a person, a beggar, and I were to treat them respectfully, random beggar on the street, is it not a huge good deed in Islam? It is. 
What if that person was the mother of the love of your life? Wow. What if that person was the father of the love of your life? Do you know where I'm heading? Do you know where I'm heading? What if that person is the family of the love of your life and you see them? Are you going to still say, Salaamu Alaikum? Are you? It's not easy sometimes because there's a bit of politics. Allah says you get a double reward because one is a reward of karaba. One is a reward of relation. They're related to you. It's not just a random person. For an animal, there was already Jannah. Imagine. Some people might say, well, I'll stick to the animals. No, no, no. <laughs> we got to get from there to the random human beings. There's a big reward. If it is not just random, someone related to you somehow, wallahi, there is a double, triple reward. And if your in-laws or your parents or your siblings or your uncles and aunts were your neighbors, wallahi, there is a triple and quadruple reward. One is that of a neighbor. One is that of a relative, one is that of a Muslim, one is that of a human, all those categories. So the, the closer they are in relation, the greater the reward. Do you know why? It's more difficult sometimes because the interactions are a lot. When you interact with someone so much, you start seeing a little bit of their weaknesses. You start disagreeing with a few things. You, have a, you see them once in a while, you're so excited, so happy, mashallah. Especially when they are parents or a little bit older. Do you know why there's a bit of distance sometimes because they might have to guide you and people don't like that guidance. Don't dress like this. Who said that to you? Who are you to tell me? I can tell you I'm your father. Do I have a right to say? Yes, I do. Subhanallah. I'll be rewarded to tell you. Maybe the fathers need to choose maybe a better way of saying things because the generations are changing in the way they perceive advice. But that doesn't mean they were totally wrong. They had the right. If you get angry, if you distance, if you no longer want to be in the company of simply because they corrected you, Wallahi, there's something that needs correction here, maybe on, on, on my part. May Allah make it easy. So there is a greater reward the more they related to us. It increases my chances to go to paradise. So many fold because they no longer just an animal and they no longer just a cat or a dog. In fact, it's a human and it's someone close to me. Imagine if that was your spouse. So here goes. Here goes. Khayrukum, khayrukum li ahlihi. Here's the Prophet ﷺ. The best from amongst you are those who are best to their wives or to their family members. The reason is quite simple because they're going to be in your face. They're going to be there all the time. They're going to see you at all times. You've got to be so good to them in order for you to achieve your paradise, not to make a hindrance between you and Jannatul Firdaus. Family, my brothers and sisters, family is extremely important. You only realize it later on. So don't plug out completely. Sometimes you have to move because of numbers and sometimes because of convenience and sometimes because you don't want a problem. It looks like it's brewing. You have to move a little. Always learn never to burn bridges with family. Don't burn the bridge. There might be a little bit of turbulence. There might be a bit go out to maintain the relation go out to mend a person who's a good maintainer of relations is not the one who has a tit for tat relation you do i do you visit i visit you feed i feed you send i send no a true maintainer of relations the hadith says is the one whom when the relation has been severed 
they make an effort to mend it. Whether you were right or wrong, that's my family. Never mind who was right and wrong. Obviously, it depends what it is. If it's something major, someone committed murder or something, there's a different ruling. But we're talking of the general issues that people face. Family. Why is family so important? Here's the reason. Simple. Because Allah chose that family for you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who decided that you are coming onto this earth. You didn't decide. None of us is here by choice. Not one. No one. You are not on earth because you wanted to be here. No ways. So when you go to the, to the akhirah, you will go in a similar fashion. Many people want to stay. Allah says, you are going. You have no say in it. You're going. You have to go. I'm here by the choice of Allah. I will go by the choice of Allah. Alhamdulillah. I look forward to that day. I tried. I'm a human. I sinned. I sought forgiveness because that's the way the earth works. And that's the way Allah's created human beings. We sin. We do wrong things. We turn to Allah. We seek forgiveness and we go ahead. Make sure your good deeds are more than your bad deeds. So that at least when the scales are placed and your deeds go up and you're watching your own scale and you see it tipping because of one good deed. One. It might just be your sabr. Sabr is actually a big deed. And you, it, it weighs and you have eternal bliss. Eternal bliss. May Allah Almighty grant us Jannah. So Allah who put me here chose a path to put me here. That was my mother, my father. He chose my race. He chose my color, my size, everything he chose. That was Allah. And he put me here as a test. And I told you at the beginning, it's proven that it is a test. Nobody has the entire package. Nobody, not one. So my brothers and sisters, what do I get as a result of all the struggles in this world? I might not get what I desperately want. Maybe not. I know people who, and I have to say it because the numbers are increasing. I know people who want to get married. Years pass, years pass, and you know what? It's not happening. And years pass and they get used to the idea that, you know what? Maybe it's not written for me. Wallahi, if even that one thing if you bore patience to the degree that you were satisfied with the choice of Allah for you, he will grant you paradise as a result of that sabr. I promise you, when you see the reward of the patience you bore, you will thank Allah. You will say, oh Allah, it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. But in this world, I may not get what I desperately want. And this is not just about marriage, it's about anything and everything else. People are sick and ill terminally sometimes. Oh Allah, I only ask you one thing, cure me. I desperately want cure. Oh Allah, don't take my mother away. She's ill and sick. By the way, we pause for a moment to make a dua. Oh Allah, grant cure to all those amongst us who are sick and ill. And oh Allah, grant cure to all those who are watching this live who may be sick and ill and to all of those whom we know who may be sick and ill from our families and from the entire ummah oh allah grant them all cure say amen so if allah has not written cure for someone the fact that you kept trying you kept making dua you kept having hope and you died in that condition that may just be your bonus entry into paradise allah says we love the way you were so hopeful and you didn't know what we'd written for you. That's Allah. These are the struggles. When you get to Jannah, what do you have? Wallahi, when you get there, you have whatever you desire.
anything you desire, Allah will not let you down. You want to ask me, will I have this? Will I have this? Will I have that? The answer to all of it is if you get there, when you are there, if you still remember those things, Allah will give them to you. But if you don't remember them, then that's what it is. So people say, will my dog be there? That's another one I've been getting so much of late. Before it used to be, will my cat be there? Now they say, will my dog be there? Have you, have you heard that? This guy is saying two dogs. How many dogs? Four dogs. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Four dogs. Will my dogs be in paradise? Someone asked me the question. You might have heard my answer, right? Do you know what I said? I said, I'm just thinking about paradise. Imagine you chilling in paradise and you're so super happy and you're just looking at the gifts of Allah and suddenly you hear, it can't happen. I don't think so. I don't think there's going to be barking of dogs. Come on. You're going to say, what's going on, man? There's dogs here too? No, no, no. Come on. May Allah, may Allah Almighty protect us. So for me, just the thought of it is no way is absurd. I can't think of dogs barking and all these sounds and noises of all these things here. See the brother with four dogs. How many would you like now? None. Right? No more dogs. Or dogs that don't bark. May Allah, <laughs> may Allah Almighty forgive us. But this is, we don't realize we're asking for things in a way that we don't even know where we're going. People say, I lost a child. My child, what will happen? Well, the child will be waiting inshallah and will fight your case by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, perhaps intercede on your behalf with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for you to go to Jannah. But if you've led your life heading in the opposite direction altogether, now come on, you're asking, will my child be waiting for you? Your child will be waiting for you, but where are you going to go? Isn't it a question? The same applies while I'm worried about my cats and my dogs. I forget about myself. And that's the main thing. Allah says, worry about yourself going into paradise. Once you're there, Wallahi, we will not let you down. Wallahi, you will not be let down. Never, never, ever. So we work towards that, inshallah. May Allah Almighty grant us eternal Jannah. And may Allah Almighty bless every one of us with beautiful Jannah. I was actually meant to speak for a little bit less and then open the floor for some of those who'd like to participate with us, not asking questions, but rather giving us a little glimpse into one or two of the ways perhaps that they were patient, some struggles they may have had that made them closer to Allah Almighty, a way that Allah may have opened their doors. The idea is to inspire every one of us and to help others comfort their hearts and help their hearts heal.